the feed has engaged. I always want to wait a few seconds before really getting into it. But if you're listening to us, welcome. And the official beginning will start now. And good evening, Internet, and welcome to our show. Live Long and Podcast is pleased to present our 12th edition of Star Trek Radio Theater. And on this show, our podcasters reenact Star Trek episodes from various series with uh, many of us playing multiple characters within and artistic reinterpretations certainly being a theme. However, not necessarily. Some of us play these characters a little more straight um, to what their original uh, versions were, uh, myself included tonight. Um, but uh, there's different energies and uh, and funniness kind of colliding. So uh, and and we will uh, give, be giving you some narrations as well as as delivered by Ashley Millard with some uh, some observations from this particular episode, which is Inside Man from the seventh <coughs> season of Voyager. Uh, it aired in uh, 2000, um, and uh, it's an ep- it's an episode by Robert Doherty. Um, so we're going to jump right in. I'll introduce the cast and everybody afterwards, but uh, we hope you have fun with us. And with no further ado, let's get going. Fade in. Voyager is flying through space. We hear Janeway in voiceover. Captain's log, stardate 54328.3. Last month's data stream from Starfleet never arrived, so the crew is looking forward to this one with even more anticipation than usual. We could all use some news from home. We focus on the corridor. Harry is walking, drinking a coffee. Tom Harris rushes to catch up to him. There he is, the man of the hour. You sure are in a good mood. Well, rumor has it, you snared the latest data stream last night. Technically, it was this morning, 0200 to be exact. So, where's my mail, hmm? Oh, don't tell me you lost another one, did ya? I didn't lose last month's data stream, it never arrived. So what's the hold up this time? The transmission was a little larger than usual, it's jammed the receivers. Seven and I have been up all night trying to download it. Harry, we can't go another month without mail. Oh, you won't trust me. Harry goes through a door and leaves Paris on his own in the corridor. We focus on the astrometrics lab. Seven of Nine is working at a console. Harry has just walked in. Any luck? Ah, I'm determined. Why, we've been having difficulties, ah! A hologram. The transceiver wasn't designed to store photonic data. We'll, we have to get it out of there before it degrades. Oh, what are you doing? Tying the transceiver into the holodeck's pattern buffer. Those systems aren't compatible. You'll depolarize the relays. Starfleet wouldn't have sent this hologram if it weren't important. I'm sure it's worth a few burnt out relays. Bang goes a console. There's a flash of light and smoke. You've overloaded the transceiver! But I saved the hologram. Seven is not amused. We focus on the holodeck. Kim and Seven are working at a console with Janeway looking on. Okay, ready when you are. The hologram appears. Lieutenant Barkley! Er, no, but he did design me. 
I'm a walking, talking, problem-solving, interactive hologram. You can call me Reg. It's nice to meet you, Reg. The pleasure's mine, Captain. Harry, Seven, I've been looking forward to working with you. You have? I know. You were expecting letters from your friends and family. But with any luck, in a few days, you'll be seeing them face to face. Fade out. Fade in. We focus on the holodeck. The Barclay hologram is still talking. Janeway, Harry, and Seven look skeptical. In three days' time, Voyager is going to be passing through Grid 898, a sector of space occupied by a red giant star. Census detected it a few days ago. At this very moment, a team of Federation scientists is orbiting another red giant in the Alpha Quadrant. In 72 hours, they will target its magnetic field with a Veteran beam, creating a geodesic fold. As a result, a corresponding fold will open here in the magnetic field of the red giant that Voyager is approaching. Space will be punctured at these two points, creating a gateway between the quadrants. Janeway has had enough of Reg's nonsense already. She raises her hands to stop his yammering. Our shields are useless against geodesic radiation. We toyed with the idea of opening a fold ourselves, but it didn't take us long to realize we wouldn't survive the trip. A lot's happened in geodesic research since you've been gone. I've brought schematics for shield upgrades to deflect the radiation from the fold. Medical technology to provide additional protection for the crew. We've thought of everything. Seven's not about it. Starfleet never mentioned you in any of the previous data streams, ah! Well, Lieutenant Barkley didn't want to raise your hopes in case the plan didn't live up to expectations. But lucky for you, it surpassed them. What about last month's data stream? Why didn't we receive it? Papa, I tried sending an unabridged version of my program. It overloaded the Midas array. The only casualty this time was our transceiver. If everything goes according to plan, you won't need it anymore. If we were to attempt this, you'd need access to areas of this ship that aren't equipped with hollow emitters. Not to worry, Captain. We've thought of that, too. We focus on the sickbay. My emitter is your emitter. The doctor puts the mobile emitter onto Reg's sleeve. Computer, transfer the Barclay hologram to the mobile emitter. Transfer complete. On Lieutenant Barclay's behalf, I thank you. Just make sure you return it when we get to Earth. Ha ha ha. We are ready for you in the breathing room, Captain. <laughs> Excuse us, Doctor. I'm sure you have a full day planned, but if you have time, I'd like to get better acquainted. I'll stop by the first chance I get. You'll know where to find me. We focus on the briefing room. There is a large planet on one of the displays. Hollow Reg is briefing the bridge crew and Neelix for some reason. This is our destination. Red Giant... 231.39. The geodesic fold will open here, adjacent to the giant's northern pole. We have exactly 16 seconds to take Voyager through. 
Brad just prepared a list of assignments. I expect you to give him your full cooperation. Mr. Paris, you have the honor of plotting our course, the Big Red 2. Lieutenant Torres, Commander Tuvok, I'd like you to start working on shield modifications. And in the meantime, I've asked the doctor to prepare a series of inoculations that will protect the crew from the radiation. We should discuss the possibility of applying Borg technology to Starfleet's plan. It could increase our chances of success. Ah. I look forward to hearing your thoughts. How long before the transceivers met online? No more than two hours. Then we were still having time to transmitting a response to Starfleet? Keep us posted. I'd like to send Lieutenant Barkley a little thank you note for all his hard work. Is there anything I can do, Reg? Reg panders to Neelix the way the Enterprise crew used to pander to him. Your job might be the most important one of all. The next few days will be difficult. The crew will be working extremely long hours. They're going to need an experienced morale officer to keep their spirits high. You can count on moi. If there were any other if this were any other ship, I'd have my doubts. But this is Voyager, the miracle ship. You survived six years in the Delta Quadrant. You've evaded the Kazon, the Fadians, the Herogen. You've even faced down the Borg. I think with a little teamwork, we can pull off one of the more miracle and take Voyager home. We focus on a corridor. Tom and Harry are walking along, working on their pads. Mmm, I can taste my mom's cooking. Don't forget what the hologram said, Harry. This is Voyager. The miracle ship. Tom is not as enthusiastic as Harry. Not when it comes to getting us home, all the way home to home plate. Our shortcuts have a tendency to blow up in our faces. That's looking on the bright side. Remember Arturus and his quantum slipstream drive? Or how about that telepathic picture plant that made us think we were on our way home right before it tried to eat the ship? This is the best opportunity we've had. Yeah, which is why we'll probably end up in the Gamma Quadrant or left field. I will remind you of that when we get back to Earth. Don't say I didn't warn you. We focus on the astrometrics lab. Reg is looking at the screen. There is a large image of a Borg ship. Seven is explaining Borg technology. Ah! When a Borg cube enters the transwarp conduit, it's subject to extreme gravimetric shear. To compensate, the Borg project a structural integrity field ahead of the cube. Ah, ha, ha. By modifying Voyager's deflector, we may be able to do the same. No one at Starfleet would have thought of this. So, what's the first thing you're going to do when you get back home? Begin repairs to Voyager. Even with the structural integrity field, it's likely the ship will suffer significant damage. <laughs> yes, of, of course. But there are people at Utopia Planitia who will take care of that. There are engineering crews and technicians. <laughs> are you implying that I'm superfluous? Of course not. I only meant if you're too busy working, you're going to miss all the welcome home hoopla. Starfleet's planning parties, ceremonies, and speeches. There's, there's a ticker tape parade down Market Street. <laughs> I won't be attending any of those events. I'll be pumping iron. But you'd be the guest of honor. 
When I first arrived on Voyager, it was a diff it was difficult for the crew to accept me. I mean, I'm Austrian. I'm anticipating a similar welcome on Earth. You don't have any idea, do you? I didn't mention this earlier. I didn't want to hurt anybody's feelings. You are the one who people are most looking forward to seeing. <laughs> That's difficult to believe. Why? I was Borg! Exactly. You were Borg. But you escaped. And despite incredible odds, you managed to reclaim your humanity. No one's ever done that before. You're famous. <laughs> Fame is irrelevant! Maybe. But you've given hope to everyone who's ever lost somebody to the Borg. You've inspired millions. If you think that my participation in the hoopla would be beneficial to others, then fine, I'll comply. We focus on the Pathfinder lab, Earth. Several people are working at monitors. Reg is busy working at a console. Is this going to make much longer, Reg? Well, the computer is still inputting data. That should do it, right? Computer? Display the intended trajectory of the data stream transmitted at 0600 this morning. Now, display the actual trajectory and identify the termination point. The trajectory ends in sector 395. 4-2-grid-8. Does that sound familiar? That's exactly where the data stream dissipated last month. There is something there. This is something preventing the data stream from reaching Voyager. Or a micro wormhole, a radiogenic field. Long range scans didn't pick up anything unusual. Still, we, we could send a, a ship to investigate. Maybe we could confirm my theory. What about my theory, Reg? The hologram was too complex. It caused the data streams to degrade before they reached their destination. Well, to be honest, I, I, I don't agree. The, tr the truth is, we, we don't know what happened to my hologram. Then let's stick to what we do know. For the second month in a row, we tried sending a hologram to Voyager. And for the second month in a row, it failed to get there. And, and I want to know why. So it doesn't happen a third time. It won't happen a third time. Next month, we go back to standard transmissions. But a holographic matrix carries twice the information. Interact with the crew. Admiral Paris wants us to send more practical data, like tactical upgrades, letters from the crew's families. But Pete... Sending a hologram to Voyager was a good idea, but it didn't work. It's time to move on. Reg gets huffy. He huh. doesn't want to accept this. It's the next morning at Pathfinder, and Harkins is now escorting schoolchildren around the lab. And this is the research lab where most of Pathfinder's homework is done. All the data streams are compressed here and then transmitted all the way to the Delta Quadrant. Your teacher tells me you've been studying some of the Delta Quadrant races from the Voyagers described to us. Who can name one for me? The Talaxians. Very good. The Ocampa. That's right. Who else? Reg comes running in from another room like an idiot, completely oblivious to the fact that there are a bunch of young kids in the lab. Ah, the Borg! The Borg! They simulated my hologram. That's how it disappeared. Reg, now is not the time. 
Look at this. Last month, a spacecraft passed within 20 meters of the Midas array, just hours before we sent the first hologram. What's your point? 20 meters? It's awfully close, don't you think? Okay. The ensign ushers the school children out of the lab. The Borg must have sent a transwarp probe to steal my hologram. Maybe because they, they thought it was carrying anti-Borg technology to Voyager. It wasn't the Borg, Rich. Then it was Romulans using a cloaked ship. They've been curious about Voyager for years. That's enough. But you... I'm sorry your idea didn't work. But I can't have you going off on a tangent. Not again. You'll be no good to Pathfinder or Voyager. How much leave do you have saved up? Not that much. 50, maybe 60 days. Take a week. Go home. Try to relax. But Pete... No! That was not a request, Lieutenant. Reg gives it a moment's thought. Maybe I'll go somewhere. Take a vacation. That is the most sensible thing I've heard you say all day. My cousin has a beach house in Malaysia. She'd be happy to lend it to you. Thanks, sir. But I, I, I have somewhere else in mind. We focus on sickbay, Voyager. Hollow Reg has just entered with a small pad in his hand. You, you wanted to see me? I've been going over the instructions from Starfleet Medical. As far as I can tell, their new inoculations aren't much different from the run-of-the-mill radiogenic vaccines. I don't think they'll protect the crew. Did you try incorporating the synthetic antigen? Yes, but it only improved the resistance by 10%. Ah, that should be good enough. We can't afford to be cavalier, Reg. This, if these treatments don't work, the crew will wind up liquefied. You're forgetting that the inoculations aren't designed to work alone. They were intended to work in combination with the shield modifications. It's the medicinal ying to the shield yang. And what if the yang doesn't work? That's not going to happen. Now listen, Lieutenant Barkley has a special affinity for this crew. So do I. I promise you, we won't let them down. Of course you won't. Tell me, do you also share Lieutenant Barkley's affinity for golf? <laughs> we have identical handicaps. Well, if you're not busy later, perhaps we can play nine holes on the holodeck. It's tempting, but I still have a few dozen progress reports to look over. In that case, maybe you could look over them here so I can, so that I could borrow the mobile emitter. Mm -hmm. Providing the rest of the day's work goes smoothly, consider it yours. Reg leaves quickly. The doctor is annoyed. I thought it was mine. We focus on the astrometrics lab. Hollow Reg enters. Balana and Harry are busy at work. Commander Chakotay tells me that you finished repairing the transceiver. We were just about to send the captain's reply to Lieutenant Berkeley. Do you have enough room to include a progress report for me? I think we can squeeze that in. Computer? Download Barclay Hologram File 01 to the data block. Download complete. Thanks, meeting. The Midas Array receives the transmission. So does a small ship very close by. We focus on a Ferengi ship. There are three Ferengi frantically working around a monitor. It's about time. 
Greetings from the Delta Quadrant, Lieutenant. You'll be happy to know that your hologram reached us safely. Get to the important part. And we've begun to implement Starfleet's... One of the Ferengi fast-forwards the transmission. Hollowredge is now on screen. In accordance with the 74th rule of acquisition, knowledge equals profit, I've included the specifications you've requested. See you soon. Next, a picture of Seven of Nine. Oh, look at those hands! I bet she gives a great Ulmox! <laughs> Too bad she's she'll be dead when she gets here. Forget the hand. Show me the nanopods. How many are there? 3.6 million. That's 20% more than we predicted! <laughs> 3.6 million nanoprobes at 6 bars of latinum per unit. That comes to... More profit than we ever dreamed of! We focus on a beach. A mixture of species are enjoying the sun and sand. Mine? 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 Oh, Ryza! As good as this! I need a paddleboard! Surf's up! A waiter with green spots brings a tray to a man with thick blue sunscreen on his nose and an awful straw sun hat. Oh, it's Reg. Hey! Your drink, sir! Thank you. He takes the drinks off the tray and heads over to a familiar-looking woman laying on a lounger. Oh, crap. It's Deanna Troy. Something to drink, ma'am? I'm fine, thanks. Are you sure? I've got a chocolate passion punch with your name on it. Troy opens her eyes. She recognizes the voice. Something must be wrong with her empath abilities, though, because she really should have been able to sense her patient before he even spoke. Surprised. She takes off her clear sun hat because, well, let's be honest, what was it actually doing anyways? <laughs> Reg? Surprise! Where's Commander Riker? Troy is disturbed and annoyed. He doesn't arrive until Friday. Oh. The question is, what are you doing here? I just had some time off. Your letter made this place sound fun. I thought I'd join you. Do you have any idea how inappropriate it is to follow your therapist on vacation? Please, they might be watching. Who? The Borg, the Romulans? I'm not sure yet. Please, Deanna, I need your help. We focus on the shoreline sometime later. Reg and Deanna are taking a walk down the beach. Commander Harkins is usually willing to hear me out, but this time he wouldn't even look at my evidence. I'm not sure if any of this qualifies as evidence. You Reg. don't believe me either. You think I'm just imagining this, just like Pete. The last time I saw you, you were laughing, telling jokes. You even sang a duet with Data. It was Commander LaForge's birthday party. You were a completely different French that night. Well, things were better then. How? Well, for one thing, I just finished the Matrix for my hologram, and I showed Jordy some of my specs that night. 
He said he was proud of me. What else? Oh, the dragons had just won the pennant, and I was seeing Leosa. You mentioned her at the party. A teacher, right? Everything was going so well. My job, my personal life. I started to think maybe my luck was changing. And then you lost your hologram. Admiral Paris was furious. He said we wasted a transmission to Voyager. Pete talked him into giving us another chance. But there was so much pressure after that. Did it put a strain on your relationship with Leosa? She left me. Oh, I'm sorry. I went to her apartment. She was gone. No furniture, no forwarding address, not even a dear Reg letter. That must have been very upsetting. It was just my luck, right? Lose the hologram and the girl. Tell me more about Leosa. Oh, you would have liked her. She was sweet. She was thoughtful. She was a wonderful listener. She would let me let me go on for hours. What did you talk about? Oh, she was fascinated by my work at Pathfinder, and er, she, er, she didn't find any of it boring. She made me feel interesting. What do you feel when we talk about her now? Oh, sadness, I suppose. A little confusion. I'm sensing something else. Something beneath the surface. What? I think you might be sensing it too. What? Suspicion, Reg. You suspect her of something. I suspect that she's happier without me, if that's what you mean. You think Leosa had something to do with your disappearing hologram, but you can't bring yourself to admit it. That's why you're projecting your suspicion onto others. You're in denial. If there's any chance Leosa did breach Pathfinder security, you need to tell your superiors. I'd be humiliated again. I'll go with you. What about your vacation? I'll be back here before Will arrives. Do you really think it's possible that Leosa stole my hologram? Why would she do that? Maybe, maybe she wanted something to remember me by. We focus on Voyager flying through space. Captain's Log Supplemental. With the help of the Barkley hologram, we've nearly completed the modifications to Voyager. As for Reg, he's becoming extremely popular with the crew. We focus on the mess hall. The crew is all gathered around the table. We hear Janeway talking, but as the camera pans around, we see that it's Hollow Reg imitating the captain. This has the crew in stitches. <laughs> Imagine my disappointment when I discovered that Lieutenant Paris had eaten all the scrambled eggs. It was pure, unadulterated gluttony. Gastronomic conduct unbecoming a Starfleet officer. He knows it's my favorite breakfast, but he ate them anyway. We have an egg emergency here, people. I want to know what you plan to do about it. Uh, maybe I can uh, replicate some more, Capitan. Ha 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 ha. Do it! <laughs> Laughter and applause. <laughs> this might be the first time Reg has made someone laugh. 
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. He's not only programmed to get us home, he doesn't crash You see, it's always bothered Lieutenant Barclay that he was unco- uncomfortable in large groups, so he designed me to be the life of the party. I hope he's not too shy. He's going to have 150 new friends when we get back home. If we get all the way home, Harry, if! Pardon my friend here. He's convinced we're destined to live out our days in the Delta Quadrant. Reg suddenly stands up straight and imitates Tuvok perfectly. Your pessimism is illogical. Perhaps a mind meld would help to alleviate your concern. Reg imitates the Vulcan mind meld on Tom Paris as the punchline. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what this is. Sick Beta Ridge, please report to Holodeck 2. On my way. We focus on the Holodeck. The doctor is holding two sets of golf clubs and is wearing an old timey tweed golf suit and a bow tie. PG Woodhouse would approve. I was starting to think you'd forgotten our tea time, so what'll it be? Pebble Beach at sunset? The back nine at Getty Prime? Actually, Doctor, I'm afraid something's come up. I'm going to meet with Seven of Nine. Oh, really? She was going to teach me to play Cut is Cut. Ah, Reg, when I agreed to lend you my emitter, I did it with the understanding that you needed it for official business. What's your point? My point is that board games aren't, exact, aren't exactly crucial to your mission. The Doctor just wants a friend. Hollow Reg gets angry and grabs the doctor's driver. And I suppose golf is. Reg? Reg quickly dismisses his rage and puts on a fake smile. Uh, I'll tell you what. When we get back home, we'll play as much golf as you like. Until then, let's try to keep out of each other's hair. What do you say? Hollow Reg walks out with a smile as if nothing happened. The doctor is worried. Something's fishy. We focus on Admiral Paris's office. Unfortunately, Troy and Reg are there. A blonde woman in a revealing red dress is sitting in a comfortable chair. Oh, like, state your name for the record. Leosa. L-E-O-S-A. Occupation? Dabo, girl. Dabo. It's a Ferengi game. I work aboard one of their casino ships. You, you told me you were a teacher! Is this, like, true? Sometimes I'm a teacher, sometimes I'm a Bajoran Vedic. Whatever the customer wants. Uh, so Lieutenant Barkley tells me that the two of you spent a significant amount of time together. Did he ever discuss his work at Pathfinder with you? He wouldn't talk about anything else. It was always holograms, this and cyclic pulsars that. And uh, who did you share that information with? Nobody. 
I have a theory. Would you like to hear it? Why not? I think that some of your Ferengi friends found, like, a way to profit from Lieutenant Barkley's work. I think you were encouraged to get close to him, and when you had all the information you needed, you, like, left. I left Reg for one simple reason. He's boring. She's telling the truth, but Barkley can't bear to hear it, so he gets up and walks out. No one else in the room hmm. seems to care. Don't tell me you never noticed. <laughs> with the Admiral's permission, I'd like to take a moment alone with Leosa. I don't like think therapy is what this woman needs, Counselor. Ooh, roasted by the Admiral. <laughs> Five minutes, Admiral. Five minutes, sorry. Paris and his aide leave. Troy sizes up the woman on the couch. She's about to go full bitchzilla. <laughs> Did you know I'm a betazoid? I'm empathic, which means I know when people are lying. Tell me, what's the longest you've ever been incarcerated? You can't send me to prison, counselor. I didn't do anything wrong. Maybe not, but I can order you to order you held for psychiatric observation, extended observation. I may not be a betazoid, but I work a dabo table and I know when someone's bluffing. Try me. Leosa looks scared. We focus on the Pathfinder lab, Earth. Admiral Paris, Reg, and Harkins are in there waiting. Troy enters. You are correct, Admiral. The Ferengi did steal Reg's hologram twice. This is the ship you need to look for. Troy hands over a pad. There is a small image of a Ferengi ship we saw earlier. It's sometime later. The Ferengi ship is now on the view screen. That's it. That's Nunk's ship. Nunk? My employer. Scans indicate they've been in the vicinity of that star for the last 43 hours. Why? I don't know. She's telling the truth for once. The Ferengi wouldn't have stolen the hologram if they didn't think it was valuable. They're like probably waiting to rendezvous with a buyer. And are there any Starfleet ships in that area? The Carolinas point seven light years away. And Rashman Warp, they could reach them in two hours. Like open a channel. Computer! Open a secure channel to the Carolina. Tell like Captain Peterson to adjust his course immediately. Reg walks over to Leosa, looking very vulnerable. A sad little puppy you just want to swat with a rolled-up newspaper. Was everything that happened between us a lie? Not everything. Just the parts where I expressed affection for you. Oh. Oh, if it makes any difference, it wasn't personal. It was just business. What exactly is a broken heart worth these days, hmm? Ten percent. Of what? Profits from the nanoprobes. Nanoprobes? 
Borg nanoprobes? Gegis says they're worth two billion times their weight in latinum. We focus on sickbay, Voyager. The doctor is complaining to Janeway about Hollow Ridge. I don't think I quite understand the problem, doctor. Are you aware that he's been doing impressions of you? You should hear his Tuvok. It's eerie. It's disrespectful. What do you want me to do? Deactivate him? Just long enough to run a diagnostic of his program? His recent behavior may be indicative of a more serious problem. I haven't seen any evidence of that. Of course not. In front of you, he's all smiles, but I've seen him be rude and careless, two traits that the real Lieutenant Barkley never exhibited. I know the real Barkley is a friend of yours, and I'm sorry if the holographic version hasn't lived up to your expectations, but that's hardly reason to deactivate him. Are the lives of 150 crewmen reason enough? Maybe you're right. Maybe I'm overreacting. But what if I'm right? We're less than a light year away from a geodesic fold. Do you want to risk being led through it by a malfunctioning hologram? We focus on the astrometrics lab. Hollow Reg and Seven are working. Janeway enters with purpose. Captain, you saved us a comm call. We're ready to bring the enhanced shielding online! Ah, ha, ha. Good work! I need a moment alone with Reg. Your program has been running continuously for how many hours now? Seven leaves. 56 hours, 11 minutes, and one second. I'd like to run a diagnostics on your matrix. Make sure you haven't suffered any degradation over the last few days. This isn't the uh, doctor's idea, is it? He expects some concern for your well-being, yes. I bet he did. Believe me, Reg, the crew and I are grateful for everything you've done, but we need to take every precaution. I understand perfectly. If the ship's doctor thinks I need a checkup, who am I to argue? We focus on the Pathfinder lab, Earth. Lots of Starfleet personnel are busy working away. Reg is off alone, being petulant. Why are you hiding in the corner? I'm not hiding. I'm working on a way to foil the Frankie's plans. Reg, there's nothing left to foil. The Carolina will have them in custody within the hour. Leosa said the Frankie were going to be selling Borg nanoprobes. Does that have to do with the Voyager? They have a Borg crewman. Think about it. The Frankie stole the original Barkley hologram a month ago. They gave them time to that gave them time to reprogram it, and then smuggle it to Voyager in the next transmission. Reprogram it to do what? Steal Seven of Nine's nanoprobes. For all we know, he could be dissecting her right now. What would the Ferengi want with assimilation technology? Oh, nanoprobes aren't just for assimilating. They can reanimate ne necrotic tissue, slow down the aging process. They'd be priceless for the Ferengi. Reg, even if the Ferengi did reprogram your hologram to steal the nanoprobes, how would they get their hands on them? Voyager's 30,000 light years away. I haven't figured that part out yet. Maybe they discovered a wormhole or a subspace corridor. 
Have you mentioned any of this to Commander Harkins? Not yet. I can't. If I don't bring him hard evidence, he'll just think I'm fantasizing. For the time being, we need to keep this between us. We focus on the holodeck. Voyager. The holographic checkup is underway. <laughs> that tickles, Lieutenant. Sorry, Rick. We're almost finished. The doctor is transferred in. Have you identified any problems yet? I've got over his entire matrix. He's working perfectly. Maybe I'm not the one who needs a diagnostic, hmm? I'm a big enough hologram to admit when I'm wrong. I'm sorry I doubted you. If anyone is owed an apology, it's you. I should have been more sensitive. Friends? Friends. They shake hands. Now that that's out of the way, Captain, what do you say we get this ship back to Earth? We focus on the Ferengi ship. It's time. Initiate the geodesic pulse. The Ferengi ship fires a beam into the atmosphere of the Red Giant. <laughs> we focus on the Pathfinder lab. Or on the view screen, they see the Ferengi firing their energy into the Red Giant. Like, would someone care to tell me what that is? It, it, it's a geodesic fold, Admiral. That's how they're going to get the nanoprobes. We focus on the bridge, Voyager. The bridge crew are watching as the fold is opening on the other red giant. Two million kilometers and closing. Going back, going back, Captain. Take us to one quarter impulse. Bridge to astrometrics. Ring and hand shooting online. We focus on the astrometrics lab. Aye, Commander. What's wrong? Ah, the fold contains three radiation types we didn't account for. The shield modifications are not enough. The shields were modified to work in combination with the inoculations. We'll be fine. If the shields fail, the inoculations will be irrelevant. Astrometrics to bridge. Go ahead. Reg sticks his hollow fingers into Seven's head, knocking her out. He doesn't even bother to catch her as she falls. What is it, Seven? Hollow Reg imitates Seven, so his plan will continue to move forward. Ah, there was a problem, Captain! But we've corrected it! We focus on the Pathfinder lab, Earth. Barkley is busy debriefing everyone. I'm using the Midas array to tap into the Frankie's ship's sensors. They're receiving telemetry through the fold. If I really miscorrect me, Voyager's heading back for it! Captain Janeway knows better than to take her ship into such a dangerous anomaly, right? If the Ferengi did alter my hologram, then it it might be possible for him to have taken over the ship. One hologram against an entire crew? He may have found a way to incapacitate the crew or to commandeer the ship's systems, but either way, we've got to get the Carolina to close the fold. The Carolina isn't equipped to do that. Then they'll have to commandeer the Frankie ship and do it from there. The Carolinas still have a light your way. They will make a new time. Can we transmit a message? Warn Voyager. Not through a geodesic fold. We focus on the Frankie ship. 
our own starship with multi-phasic shielding and a gold-pressed latinum hull. We'll have enough left over to buy a fleet of casino ships. I have a better idea. Love announcement. <laughs> Shush! Oh, someone's hailing us. <sighs> I can't tell. There's too much interference. I'm that. It's a. It's the hologram. You said it was impossible to communicate through the fold. I thought it was. I guess I did a better job of reprogramming the hologram than I thought. Barclay is on the view screen. He's standing in front of Voyager's warp core. Uh, we must close the geodesic fold immediately. Captain Janeway has found out about our plan. If that's true, then why is she headed for the fold? <laughs> because she... We focus on the Pathfinder holodeck, Voyager Engineering. Found a way to protect her ship. We focus on the Ferengi ship. Impossible! Oh, you don't know Janeway. She's uncanny when it comes to shields. We focus on the Pathfinder holodeck, Voyager Engineering. She's furious. She said she's going to kill whoever to try to harm her crew. I strongly suggest you abort the mission. We focus back on the Ferengi ship. What should we do? Go to what before Janeway makes it through. No, you mustn't. Voyager has Borg interquadrigental warp drives and Hirogen hunting sensors and Vidian phase torpedoes. No matter where you run, Voyager will find you. Your only hope is to close the fold. The Ferengi give up, afraid for their lives. They obviously need to grow a bigger set of lobes. They fire into the fold and collapse it. We focus on the Pathfinder lab, Earth. Oh, that's a holodeck one. Go ahead, Pete. It worked, Rose. Sorry, I lost my spot. We focus on the Pathfinder holodeck, Voyager Engineering. Computer? Hologram, uh, end program. We focus on the bridge, Voyager. Something's wrong, Captain. Astrometrics to bridge. Why are we stopping? The fold's collapsing, Reg. We didn't make it in time. It's not too late if we remodulate the shields. I appreciate your determination, but we can't risk it. You did everything you could. Captain, someone initiated a site-to-site -site transport. Who? Seven and Reg. They've beamed to an escape pod. Reg to Seven of Nine. What's going on? The pod's been launched. Put a tractor beam on it. There's too much interference from the fold. Harry, can you get in a transporter? We focus on the Ferengi ship. What now? There's something coming from the fold. Voyager. No, it's too small. A phase torpedo? Phase shields. Brace for impact. Bang! The escape pod hits the Ferengi ship. It's an escape pod. 
Maybe the hologram sent us at the drone. Ooh! Shock what's in now? They scan the pod. Nothing. No board corpse. No nanoprobes. No profit! <laughs> Let's be honest. They deserve it. We focus on Voyager. It has left the Red Giant's orbit and is now once again flying through space, heading home. Captain's log, supplemental. Seven of Nine has recovered from her injuries and Reg has been deactivated. Until we finish analyzing his program, his motivations remain a mystery. We focus on the mess hall. Kim is prodding a slice of pie suspiciously. The filling is very green. Possibly key lime? Oh, making first contact with a new life form? Mom's apple pie. Neelix thought a little home cooking might cheer me up. And? I haven't worked up the courage to taste it yet. Have you figured out what, what went wrong with Reg? Well, Simon thinks your proximity to the faulty gradient in his matrix, but if you ask me, it was a recursive error in his logic subroutine. Kim eats some mm. pie. Hmm. Not bad. Hmm. But it would have tasted better in San Francisco. Well, if it'll make you feel any better, I'll let you in on a little secret. Bottom of the ninth, I was on the bridge this morning when we received a hail from an Iconian scientist. He claimed to have a transdimensional gateway that can take us any from anywhere in the galaxy. I'm not that gullible. It's true. I was scared. To give the thinking wrong is to get our hopes up. But personally, I think we'll be home by the end of next week. Are you are you serious? You were right about him. We focus on the Pathfinder holodeck. Barclay is modifying his hologram. Computer, install Barclay Security Protocol 21 Alpha. Installation complete. Troy walks in. Identify yourself. Com computer, deactivate the Barclay program. I'm sorry. I've been programming him with a new security precaution so he can't be stolen again. You seem to be off to a good start. I thought you'd be back at the beach. Will and I decided to spend the rest of our vacation on Tiburon. We were wondering if you're free for dinner tonight. I, er, I wouldn't want to be a third to sell. Not possible. Will's bringing a friend for you. Her name's Meryl. You're going to adore her. I'd, I'd like to, but I still have a dozen of protocols to install. Maybe next time? Look, Reg, I know Leosa hurt you, but hiding inside a hollow grid isn't the answer. You need to get out, meet new people. This Meryl wouldn't happen to be a Dabo girl by any chance. She's a teacher, actually. A real are, one. Are you sure? 
Don't worry, Reg. We've taken security precautions. Barkley <laughs> and Croy walk off arm in arm for their double date. The end. <laughs> Okay, and that concludes our reading of Star Trek Radio Theater's Inside Echo. All right, and let's uh, come back on camera uh, and bring in all of our group here as we will introduce everybody uh, in our cast tonight. So we hope you enjoyed that, um, and there was a lot of different things coming together. I That was particularly challenging for me just in the terms of having to play the same voice but two different versions of the character, so kind of a unique thing. But... Um, I want to, yeah, well, yeah, Jane, come over here. It's... <laughs> I know, I know. The chair's messing me up. It's messing me up, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, we were all in this thing. It was great. Um, it was okay. I'm Dave. I was playing <laughs> Reginald Barkley and Reg. Um, <laughs> Uh, who else was who else was in this? Um, Ashley Millard is Counselor Deanna Troy and the narrator. Everyone you see on screen, Dave. Yeah, we were all everybody here. <laughs> yeah. all right. Dave, I got thrown off with the with the with the desk rattle. So okay, Jessica Chan was uh, Captain Catherine Janeway, Ap Admiral Owen Paris, and girl number two, the school girl number two, who was saying Okapa. Kevin Millard as the uh, Dr. EMH, as Leosa, and as Yeji. We had Jeff Mater, my brother here in the background, playing, <laughs> playing many characters, including Tom Paris, uh, Neelix, Seven of Nine, and the Ferengi Damon Nunk. And we had Michael Chan as Commander Pete Harkins, uh, Lieutenant Milana Torres, Commander Jacote, and a waiter, and a, a seagull, and a few other And, and, and his fine, greatest fine. role I'm as I'm a fine. seagull. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's and Jane correct. Mater, my wife here on my right, who was playing Ensign Harry Kim, Lieutenant mm -hmm. Commander Tubak, Jesus the Ferengi, Schoolgirl Number One, the computer. Mm -hmm. Is there anything else? Oh yeah, and you were like, well, you all. It was other and a beachgoer and a beachgoer. Yes. Yeah. So uh, when uh, when when Barkley met up with Troy in, in the episode. So yeah, that was everything. Everyone did a fantastic job. I really enjoyed. Um, in particular, I think the three three Ferengis I thought were really great together <laughs> in, in their scenes. Uh, that that was a lot of fun. Um, you all brought like a very different Ferengi voice to the trio. It was kind of like the Three Stooges. It was great. Um, I also, yeah, uh, well, Jessica, I really thought, loved your Janeway. Oh yeah, <laughs> so good, awesome. so good. Not as good yeah. as yours, but I did my best. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, uh, Jeff's uh, seven of nine was was memorable <laughs> as the yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, Harkins oh was yes, Scooby Doo yes, was yes. great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the and seagull Michael... was so shocking to me. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even I couldn't even control myself. <laughs> Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, and Michael, you were playing uh, Scooby Doo, Pete Harkins. Um, who was the Lieutenant Bellana Torres based on? Nobody. I just came Nobody up. Particular. She's supposed to be like a big personality, so I made her as small as possible. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Chinese Chicote and, uh, <laughs> yeah. and, and the se and the sexy waiter on oh, the yeah. uh, 
on the on wherever whatever planet they were taking that vacation on. I don't know what they named it. So and uh, Ashley, great job as Deanna mm-hmm. Troy, always bringing through the energy. You, you, a couple weeks in a row, I think you've had Deanna Troy, I right? Have, this is my energy. second week in a row. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's trying that's, that's, to that's make just... her as slow and boring as possible. Yes, we had a lot, most of our dialogue together. I was like, okay, I got. Go and um, uh, did you guys? I don't know. I, I was struggling with what voice to assign to this Barkley character. I ultimately just went with a version of my own voice just so I could kind of differentiate the emotive. I especially liked how like nerdy and awkward you made real Reg. Mm-hmm. Right. And then yep. real, like holographic Reg was all confident and yeah. swagger. Yeah, it's yeah, more yeah. swagger. Yeah, it's good. Right. So I like good. that you, I like that you read all the erms as like erm. Like erm. Erm erm. Yeah, I don't know where I get that from exactly, but yeah. No, it was perfect. A, I imagine yeah, Reg yeah. would do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it added to the yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of I thank you and uh yeah this was a lot of fun um and so we're we have a rotation here on Star Trek Radio Theater where we uh next week will be original series it's not I don't know what the it's it's not in the order of the shows it's just kind of this order that we've gone into so uh original series will be next we know we're gonna be doing the season one episode we just don't know which one yet we're gonna figure that out shortly um I have some ex- news uh just uh Jane is going to be out uh for the next one uh, as she will be uh, away at, for her friend's birthday. Uh, so we have a, a friend of ours who uh, Michael and Jessica don't know yet, but he's from Philadelphia. Uh, he's a friend we've known through the Kevin Smith Ball Hockey Leagues yeah. along with Jamil for a long time. I'm so um, and he's going to come in for next week to uh, to play something. Uh, this is this is a picture of him here. Uh, <laughs> just, uh, I love the picture. He is, he is a character. <laughs> He's been. I've yeah, he's him already. Yeah. I can't <laughs> believe fun. I haven't done a character based on him yet. Based on <laughs> yeah. 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 I ha- maybe yeah. next week I'll do it. Whatever Mott. character I get, I'll have to do Mott, yeah. and then Mott will be on it too. Oh. I was telling him about it, and then he was like, "I gotta get it." Mott can that. play Mott. Mott could play Mott. He's like, "I can do voices." Yeah. I got so I said, "Well, send me your headshot." This is what he sent me. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. Well, I'll do my picture now. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I think you, you all have a lot of fun. We're gonna um, figure out that, like, make sure there's a technical test with him first because I haven't done that yet. But we'll figure that before next That's weekend. And uh, yeah, I like great times, guys. I really uh, had a lot of fun. Uh, thank you so much. Um, just gonna take. Uh, oh, we can leave Mod up. With leave Mod up. Yeah, leave him <laughs> up. He's coming. Yeah, he's coming. So uh, we'll just have to figure out the day and all that he's stuff. So yeah, but great job. I had so much fun. Uh, make, uh, live long in podcast. Subscribe. We need subscribers. YouTube, Facebook, yeah, all that stuff. Right. right? Um, that's where we do a live long in podcast. Tuesday nights, Deep Space Nine. Wednesday's original series. Thursday's Lower Deck. Coming in October, we're going to be covering Discovery. Um, uh, you know, uh, so, so I think October 15th that's coming. So we, we, we're, we it's Star Trek. We're, we're here to cover it on Live Long and Podcast. Our other channel, Super Mater Brothers Podcasting, where we cover reality TV and some other scripted shows. Um, right now we're in the middle of Big Brother Season 22 USA, doing that three wow. times a week, Sundays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. And also our other channel, Trivial Debates, where we do our monthly debate show. We have a big episode coming up at the end of September where Ashley Millard is, is hosting the first ever uh, Triple Threat Tag Team Royale, uh, where we're going to have uh, uh, me and Jeff versus Kevin and Jody versus Chris and Jamil. So it's going to be uh, quite quite the thing. We've not, we usually we don't have teams, so this is a bit of a new thing. So what, what, what the questions it's are going to be a go. disaster. 
No. It's going to be a beautiful <laughs> disaster. I, I, yeah, it, it, it might be chaos. Oh, there's the cat. <laughs> so, uh, and, uh, and and I think I think that's all our stuff, right? Yeah. So we hope you had a lot of fun. Thank you. Oh, and we have a comment here from Phyllis. Extremely entertaining. Loved it. Thanks, everyone. We, uh, we're, oh, we're glad thank you very much, Phyllis. Thanks, Mom. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> we appreciate it. Okay, everybody. Well, thanks up. And uh, oh, just a, perfectly an hour. So we hope you had a good time listening. All right. Have a good night. Live long. <laughs> and oh, thank you.